Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hey guys, Brian Davis and Denny Suplee here from Spark Rental. Hi, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Always a pleasure to be with you. So as you guys join us, let us know where you're tuning in from. We always love to hear from you and make this more of an interactive experience rather than a pre-recorded podcast, which it's not. <laughs> it's broadcast <laughs> live every week on Tuesdays. So yeah, let us know where you're tuning in from. And don't hesitate to fire questions at us as we go through here. Again, this is meant to be interactive, not just the two of us talking at you. So on that note, we are going to talk today about eight do's and don'ts of dealing with contractors. So the, the eight commandments of, of managing contractors, if you will. Last week, we talked about four little known but must include lease clauses to protect yourself and your investment property. Today, it's all about contractors because honestly, contractors are one of the most challenging parts of being a real estate investor. They will drive you crazy. <laughs> But it's super important, and it's something that not many people talk about uh, in the real estate investing education world because it's not super sexy, and you know there's no glitz and glamour to it. It's kind of the down and dirty nuts and bolts of investing in real estate. Right. So that's why it's so important. So without further ado, Denny, let's jump in here and talk about the first commandment of <laughs> measuring or managing contractors. First, I want to say hi, Ronnie Jones, and you're from Pennsylvania too, so go, go PA. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you definitely want to get referrals. You don't want to um, just, you know, grab one. I mean, so many people right now will Google one, and the first one that's at the top, they're going to grab and they're going to run, and that's not always the best one. So you definitely want to check these contractors out thoroughly. And that means that check their reviews out because reviews do mean something. And you want to, the best way is to get a referral for them. So find somebody that you know that's either another real estate investor or a realtor or somebody who deals with them on a regular basis because they're going to have the ins and outs on who's good and who's not. Um, and also check for licenses um, if, if your state or county or whatever requires licenses because you a lot of them will also have like an online database if they've ever had issues with their licenses or there were you know they've been in court or anything like that so make sure that you are checking them out because unfortunately like almost any business um, there are good and bad and okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to screen your contractors carefully, just like you have to screen your tenants carefully. And one thing to tack on to Denny's point there, one place that you can ask for referrals for local contractors is in our Facebook group for yes. landlords and real estate investors. There's 32,000 some uh, landlords and real estate investors and property managers from across the country and even some international ones on there. So ask for referrals in there. Chances are you'll get an answer for your 
your city if you live in a, a significant size city. Speaking of Facebook, um, they have local groups all over Facebook. Um, my husband's a contractor, so I know like how that works. And you'll see a theme, like you'll see somebody will say, who, you know, I need a plumber. Who, who do you use? You'll see that name keep coming up, keep coming up. And you know that that's, that's the guy that they're, you know, in that area they're looking for. So yeah, use all of that stuff. Absolutely. So rule number one is do get referrals for contractors, particularly from people who are in the real estate industry, right. uh, although homeowners count as well. All right, Denny, what's the second rule? Get more than one estimate. I mean, you're... <laughs> You don't want to just say some guy tells you, oh, yeah, this is going to be $2,500. And you say, okay, and then it be done. Because like anything else, there are different prices. So the only way to do this is to get, you know, a couple, two, three, you know, would be great. And get their, you know, what, you know, their listing, their um, estimates written down. And then compare the prices. Um Know right now that if you're, especially right now, contractors are super overbooked and busy. And you, um, if you want it done quicker, you may have to offer more money. Um, but, you know, check, check across the board, get estimates, prices. Don't just accept the first one that you hear. Yeah, get at least three quotes, uh, preferably four or five. And you know, don't necessarily go with the lowest one, although that is an option sometimes. Um, but, you know, sometimes these quotes will range like three or four times, you know, the mm -hmm. highest will be like three or four times the lowest one. I mean, you can see an enormous range in these quotes. So get as many as you can without pulling your hair out. Absolutely. All right. Rule number three, Denny. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. You know, nothing is final. If somebody tells you this price, that doesn't mean you can say, well, I didn't want to pay that much. How about this? Or I got some quotes that were this much, you know, would you go this or meet me in the middle or something? Never take an estimate as final word um, because it's just the, the way of that business, really. Um, Everything in life is negotiable. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And especially contracts and repairs. So, just like your real estate's negotiable, so is yeah, so is the. Exactly. Comp. Sorry, I'm, I'm putting a link here for an article on how to negotiate with contractors. So we even teach you how to do that. <laughs> yeah, not everyone feels super comfortable negotiating. So you know, if you are new to negotiating check out some of those tips for negotiating specifically with contractors as a real estate investor. Absolutely. And it may be, maybe like I'm, I tend to be a little bit better than my husband when it comes to that. So I usually handle that. So if your partner or your business partner, whoever is better negotiator, get them in there. Absolutely. All right. Rule number four. Uh, I have heard such nightmares about this. Do not give full payment. I it's first of all, if a contractor asks for full payment up front, there's a problem right there. Um, and that's even if they're referred. Nobody. Yeah, it is. So, um, yeah, that's just pretty cut and dry. Don't do it. Um, you can give them 10 percent. Some of them will ask for half, but never give a full payment. Um, 
there's usually a payment schedule. This is how much you'll get in the beginning. This is how much you get in the middle of the job and the end of the job. And then before you even give payments for each of the jobs, make sure that you're looking at them and you know what is done and that it's acceptable. Yeah, this is a super important point because contractors are always going to try to get ahead of you on payment. They want as much payment upfront as they can get, and then they want as much payment as you go through the job as they can get. And they're going to try to negotiate as little payment at the end of the job as possible. And you want to be coming at this from the opposite extreme. You want to give them almost nothing upfront and as little as you possibly can throughout the job with as much payment as you can after the job is complete. So this this ties back in with rule number three of always negotiate you have mm -hmm. to negotiate this very carefully do not let contractors get ahead of you because they're going to try to do that and that is a recipe for them walking off the job if you pay them too much money too early in the process yes and i'm telling you i have heard story after story and i just look at like you know recently somebody i know said that thousands they gave and and now the guy's gone and i'm like well you can't pay up front like that you just don't do it you just yeah. don't do it and um ronnie says that um negotiating is a good one but it is harder when they are booked and you're no right you're right and i um again my husband's a contractor and i see you know he works with a lot of other contractors and what he does and they are book solid right now so negotiating um may take a back seat if you need something done in an emergency for you know as an emergency or maybe wait if it is an emergency if it is not an emergency can't talk <laughs> all right rule number five permits good old permits <laughs> Don't assume you don't need a uh, permit because uh, so you're usually wrong because townships like you to have permits or localities. Oh, they um, want their money. Yeah. And you know what? Your contractors, they're not responsible. So if they tell you, oh, you don't need a contract for this, don't take their permit. word for it. Permit. I'm sorry. Um, because if there's hefty fines, if your township you know, zoning officer comes walking on your property and sees all this stuff being done and, and asks, you know, where's the permit? Not only that, not only will you get fines, but you could end up having to scrap what you're doing, which is another cost. So check your township, see if you need a permit. Um, don't take their word for it. More often than not, a permit is needed. Yeah, you got to do your own own homework when it comes to permits yeah all right rule number six make sure you read your contracts and the fine print um so many people don't do this and i um i'm somebody who does i read through contracts um so often you'll hear the old oh that's just the small print it's in all of them don't worry about it but <laughs> that's not the case you should really be reading your contracts um with contractors contracts say that 10 times um there are usually buildings in there a lot of things come up like due to unforeseen circumstances um a big one i see um especially you know again in my my husband's business is rock you know they hit he's a he's a excavator and they hit rock and 
um, you know, it's hard to tell if there is rock there, but you want to know, like, what does this mean? Is it going to cost you more? Or So ask questions, read your contracts, know what happens if they don't make it on time, what, what happens if a part's not available, the whole nine yards. So make sure you're reading the contracts and ask questions. Absolutely. And our next one is... Um, about don't just assume that you, this work comes with a, a warranty or a guarantee. It's, it's not like buying a washer. <laughs> you, usually a good contractor, if, they, if you notice something is wrong and you let them know, they'll do their best to try to correct it. However, they're not all like that. And um, you, know, you could hear excuses such as, well, that was there and I did my best. That was the best you know, I could do with what I had or whatever. So don't assume that you have this in place, which is one of the reasons why we go, you wanna make sure you hire a good, knowledgeable, reputable contractor because they're gonna do good work and then you're not gonna to have to worry about this as much. So definitely. Uh, and uh, the other thing is keep track of all the communications with your contractors. So if there is something that isn't done properly, you, you have that as a uh, frame of reference for anything later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do not assume that there is a warranty in place. Ask, always ask about it. And what happens if the work that they do uh, falls apart? Yes. <laughs> yes. Or if they, yeah, I mean, whatever the work is, make sure that you ask what kind of warranty is in place. Absolutely. All right, Denny, the final rule for managing contractors. The Know some of the stuff yourself. You know, we teach um, prop, property management for those who are getting invest or, or gonna be investing in real estate. And the same goes with learning some common repairs. And that doesn't mean getting in there, like I can't um, fix a toilet, but I do know some of the common terminology. I can, um, not so much anymore, but I, you know, my memory is not that great, but when I, um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was managing large apartment complexes, I got to hear so many of the, you know, repetitive repairs and eventually I would be able to know, you know, is that this, or maybe that's because this is happening or did you put this down a toilet that you weren't supposed to? And <laughs> so the more, you know, the the better off you are able not only to deal with contractors, but realize what kind of contractor you might need and maybe not need one at all. So, um, you know, especially things like, you know, toilet stuff and things like that. You want to try to get to know as much as you can. And I'm also going to throw a link in um, for some of the common landlord repairs so you can get used to seeing what those are. Yeah, and the, the more knowledgeable you are about property repairs, the better job you'll do in screening contractors, in collecting quotes, in knowing what are reasonable costs for common repairs. You will just be in such a better position to manage contractors if you are knowledgeable about these repairs yourself. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, some of these, maybe you can knock them out yourself. You know, maybe it's something that, it would take you a half hour to fix and you can save yourself 500 bucks on bringing in a contractor. So it doesn't hurt to be handy <laughs> when it comes For to sure. your own properties. I say that as the least handy man alive, but, <laughs> but <laughs> hey, well. the more knowledgeable you are, the easier time you'll have with all of this. So as a quick recap of the eight do's and don'ts 
for managing contractors. Number one, get referrals from people you know and trust, particularly people in the real estate industry. Number two, get several estimates and compare them. Get at least three estimates when you're collecting quotes. Number three, do negotiate. Negotiate every time with contractors because they're going to try to charge you as much as they think they can get away with. Number four, do not give full payment until the project is completed and you have verified that with your own two eyes. Do not let contractors get ahead of you. Number five, do not assume that you don't need a permit because you might need a permit even if the contractor tells you you don't. You are the one who's ultimately on the line for the fees and penalties for permits if you don't get one and you should, not the contractor. So right. number six, do read your contracts and proposals thoroughly. Read all the fine print. It's not fun. It's hard on your eyes. It's boring as hell, but <laughs> you need to do it if you're going to not get caught in a technicality and lose a bunch of money. Number seven, do not assume that there is a guarantee or a warranty in place. There may not be. You have to ask the contractors in uh, plain English what exactly they're guaranteeing and for how long and what they will do to rectify any uh, problems that they cause in the property. And finally, number eight, learn how to make some of these common repairs yourself. The more knowledgeable you are, the better position you'll be in to collect quotes and manage your contractors. All right, Denny, any final thoughts on this before we call this episode complete? Just that um, I just wanted to throw in there that um, if you're working on a property that you just got and you have you know, a lot of costs involved, you can always roll them into the mortgage in some cases. So that also Absolutely. would help. You know, one other thought just to add in here. So next week, we are going to be hosting a webinar, free webinar with Fund and Grow. And what they do is they help real estate investors open up a series of unsecured business credit cards, uh, usually between $50,000 and $250,000 in total credit lines. Those can be a great way to pay for renovations and property updates. Uh, so we will send you out in uh, to our mailing list and in our Facebook groups, we will send you a link to where you can sign up for that free webinar to learn how to open up all these unsecured business credit lines to pay for a lot of these repairs. We do have a couple of questions here before we wrap things up. Uh, so Ronnie asked, do you still offer personalized plans and advice? So we do. We have a course that we sell called FIRE from Real Estate, uh, FIRE being an acronym for financial independence and retiring early, uh, so with rental properties. Um, so that course is available. It does come with a free half hour strategy session with both Denny and myself. And you do get ongoing support with that course as well. Um, and you know, beyond that, we also offer a free course that you can take. Um, it's eight videos and they're all super quick. They're like 10 minutes a piece, but they're packed with information. So check out our blog page on our website to sign up for the free course if you're interested. And at the end of that, you'll have an option if you want to proceed onto the, the full Fire From Real Estate course. We also have a question here from Sharon Ho. Uh, she says, any tips on partnering with a contractor? Uh, she says, for example, I get the bank loan, bring cash. And, uh, so you get the bank loan okay. or bring the cash and the contractor does the flip. Uh, and then the exit strategies when I would want to keep it as a rental. So a couple questions in there. <laughs> so we'll yeah. try to keep those apart. Um, I've seen that work out for people. 
you have to be really careful who you partner with, which is it's really true in any business, uh, not just the real estate business. Um, you really have to trust your partner. And uh, so if you don't have someone specifically in mind already, someone that you know and trust based on years of experience with them, uh, it doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you have to be really careful <laughs> about, about screening that partner. And if you do that, A, get a contract in writing with yes. this person. And, and make sure that you're way protected in that contract. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and B, I would start with a really small project to begin with and then work your way up as you build trust because you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars here in total assets. So you really got to be careful to to go slow <laughs> with, with partnerships like that. Um, and then as far as exit strategies, that's something you have to negotiate with your partner you know what that's and that's really something you should negotiate before you buy any given property if you think you're going to want to keep that property as a rental then negotiate a price with the contractor beforehand and negotiate that exit strategy rather than trying to do that on the fly uh, after you've renovated the property so uh denny what are your thoughts on that anything you want to add i definitely think that it's a um very ugh, unsteady partnership if you are just you know meeting up with somebody and he's a part you know he's a contractor and you're gonna buy the property and and whatnot but if it's somebody that like brian said that you know i i've seen that work um and in different percentages you know however you work it out but um just finding a contractor and saying hey you know this needs this this and this you know why don't we partner up you have 20 percent, i'll take whatever and then that's that's kind of tough to do. And I, I personally haven't heard any um, situations like that where work where it actually has worked out. Um, because remember, we're dealing with what we're talking about now, which is um, how to deal with contractors. And unfortunately, there's a lot of, you know, unscrupulous contractors out there. So just make yes. sure that and I'm, I'm saying this. And again, my husband is one. So but he's, he's an honest one, but, um, <laughs> one last just be thought. careful. Yeah. So Sharon, one, one way that people get tripped up in that situation to particularly watch out for is the contractor goes in, they don't have any skin in the game. They get behind the walls and they, they find that it's going to be more work or more materials or more whatever than they were planning on. And they just shrug their shoulders and walk away because mm. it's no skin off their back. Right. So, you know, you have to really be careful about that so i would personally make sure that they have some money in the deal as well that it's not just you no. with money in the deal so that they have something to lose if you get in there in, into the property and discover that there actually is more work needed than everyone was expecting you you need to be able to count on your partner to knock that out and you also have to make sure that there's some kind of timeline in place that and some accountability for the partner yes. if they don't get the project finished within on time then they start losing ownership percentage or something like that there needs to be accountability built in so that the contractor doesn't just drag this out indefinitely because they don't feel like doing it or they have you know higher paying projects that they're working on or whatever so and then the time is money and all that so yeah you want to definitely make sure 
Yeah. So just a couple of things that I've seen happen in the past with that. Uh, Ronnie also says, uh, talking about Fund and Grow, that they are awesome. And yes, they are. Uh, they, yes. They're a great company to work with. And they can definitely help you get some, some good credit lines lined up that are unsecured to property. You don't need property for these credit lines and credit cards. That's an amazing concept, really. I yeah. Think. No, it's awesome. So we'll, we'll have a, a free webinar for you next week on that. More details to come. And on that note, we will see you next Tuesday at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 Pacific. Have a great week and let us know what you want to hear about next week. Absolutely. Have a great day. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.